experience the reality of the gospel and receive light, life, and the joy of the Holy Ghost. As you listen to today's message, Danny Doku, a real blessing to you. Hello, my name is Reverend Danny Doku. You are welcome to Believer's Gazette. It's Friday. I love Fridays. That's a good way to start your weekend. Starting your weekend with simple things, simple tips that can help you to grow as a believer. And that is what we do on Believer's Gazette. It's a Believer's Journal, publishing the simple things of God to help a believer to grow. In our two past episodes, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We talk about the person of the Holy Spirit, and the work of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, we are going to be dealing with the deity of the Holy Spirit, His divine person. Glory to God. And is He equal with God or He's uh, a part of God or you know how we get confused with that? And we are going to deal with that. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said, In the beginning God, He mentioned God, created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Now God is revealed, the Holy Spirit is revealed. Now both of them are part of the creation. They are there to create. And so when he came to man, he said, Let us make man in our own image. They spoke. They, they had counsel and said, let us make man. So God alone was not in the creation. The Holy Spirit was there. And if you read John chapter 1, it makes you know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it means that our Lord Jesus, who is the Word, was also there and part of the creation. You continue and say that all things were made by Him without anything. Without Him was not anything made that was made. But you see, the Spirit of God too had to come to incubate. And God spoke. Glory to God. In our modern day now, when we say God spoke, we are trying to tell you that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And when we say the Holy Spirit spoke to me, we are trying to tell you that God has spoken to me. So the Holy Spirit is not the third person of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is God. He is equal with God. But the Bible says He's the one that precedes the Father. So whatever we see the Holy Spirit, God is the one at work. Glory to God. Don't get confused about When you see the work of the Holy Spirit in the air today, God is the one at work. Let me give you one or two scriptures. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. In Acts chapter 5, verse 3, he said, But Peter said, Ananias, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land. While it remained, what is not thine own, and after it was sold, it was not in thine own power. Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast lied unto men, thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Remember, first he mentioned the Holy Spirit. He said, you lied to the Holy Spirit. Now he continued to say that, but now you have lied to God. That should tell you that he places God in this, uh, the Holy Spirit in the same way that he will place God. So the Holy Spirit is not, God is not here and Jesus is here and the Holy Spirit is there. Or God is here, the Holy Spirit is here and Jesus is there. It is how they are revealed. 
God can be revealed as a father. His spirit comes in to reveal his deity. Jesus Christ comes to reveal his sonship and he reveals him as the word. That's why Jesus said, I and my father are one. The same way Jesus is one with the father. That is the same way the Holy Spirit is one with the father. And that's the same way God is one with the Holy Spirit and is one with Jesus. This shouldn't confuse you. Just know it just like that. The Holy Spirit is God. Now, Peter comes in and says, you have lied to the Holy Ghost. And he comes in again and says, you have lied not unto men, but unto God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Let's look at the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, now, let me read from the beginning. It said, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these damn idols, even as ye were led. Verse 3. Wherefore I give unto you, I give unto you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cursed. But no man, but and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now he said, there are diversity of gifts by the same Spirit. The same Spirit talking about the Holy Ghost. And there are differences of administration by the same Lord. Then he continues verses, and there are diversities of oppression, but it is the same God which worketh all in law and all. So he brings you the whole Trinity here. We talk about the Lord, he talk about the Spirit, he talks about the same God. That should tell you that God is the one that gives the gift of the Spirit to the Holy Ghost by the same God. So the Holy Spirit is God. That is why we give him reverence. That's why the Bible says that every sin will be forgiven, but the sin against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Because that you are trampling down what God is. And God is divine. We can never say God is, is a demon. That is with blasphemy. That's why when you see the works of the Spirit going on somewhere, you are not quick to say that that is a demon in place. That is blasphemy. Don't give that glory to the devil. Glory to God. God is divine. And we see His works now. The manifestations of the Spirit. When somebody is prophesying, you can see God, but it's through the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit that administered the gift, but it's the same God and the same Lord. Glory to God. In Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. I'm reading from verse 19, Matthew 28, 19. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost. Now, what he's trying to let you understand in all this scripture, he's not saying that when you are baptized, that's what we, we make mistakes on. We baptize people, we say we baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of, of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. But what is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son, and what is the name of the Holy Ghost? What he's trying to tell you is that they have the same name. 
Well, that's why when you mention Jehovah Rapha, it's the Holy Spirit that does the healing. He responds to that name because he's the same Rapha. Glory to God. So when God is the one, you say Jehovah, Jehovah God is the same God, the same Holy Spirit. Glory to God. But now the Bible says, for it pleased the Father that in Christ Jesus should all the Godhead dwell bodily in the book of Colossians. So when we mention the name of Jesus, the Bible says God has exalted his name above, his word above every other name. And what is the word? Jesus. So he has exalted the name of Jesus above every other name. That is what he said. That's why he said, wherefore God also have highly exalted him, that at the mention of the name, every niche about his name must be exalted. When you mention the name Jesus, God responds. You mention the name Jesus, the Holy Ghost responds. Glory to God. That is why when we pray for the sick, we pray in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit goes because he responds to the name. So they are all one. Glory to God. But they have what they respond to and how they function. But we can never say that the Father is here, the Son is here, and the Holy Spirit is here. It is the same God that manifests Himself in these three ways. Good? All right. Now, let's look at that even more into details. Now, we have to understand that if God is eternal, then the Holy Spirit is eternal. Our God is eternal. So the Holy Spirit is eternal. The Holy Spirit doesn't die. He lives forever. Glory to God. And that gives him that deity. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Like, let me read from 12. He said, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of, go- and of goat and the ashes of an hypha sprinkling on the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's what we're talking about, through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God. Now, the whole trinity is in here. You see, how much more shall the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ, how does the blood of Christ work through the Holy Spirit, offered himself without spot unto God, purge your conscience by dead work. So, the Holy Spirit is God and he's eternal. And as long as God is eternal, the Holy Spirit is eternal. So don't treat the Holy Spirit as a wind that is come to make you to fall down. Don't you know the power? You see, people fall and say the Holy Spirit is here. He has been there. He's eternal. Glory to God. He doesn't, he doesn't die. He's eternal. Our God is eternal. So when we mention God, we mention the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit is omnipresence. He can be here. He can be there. He can be everywhere. He's everywhere at the same time. Now, you know, omnipresence means that he's here and his full personality is here. And he can be in the United States and his full personality is in the United States. And he can be 
in Afghanistan somewhere and his full personality is there. That is why when we go to church and we are praying, you are praying to, to God. Another person is also praying. God cannot be confused and say, ah, I'm hearing all the people talking. Why am I? No, you finish. Let me hear this. No, he's omnipresent. He's with you. He's with another believer. He's in, and his full personality is there. It's not that when he's with you, half of his attention is with this person. That is what makes him omnipresent. It's different from being ubiquitous. Ubiquitous means that if this is here, another kind of it is another way. So we can say that Coca-Cola is ubiquitous. You can find Coca-Cola everywhere or MTN everywhere you go. <laughs> but you see, that's ubiquitous. But omnipresence means that you receive the full personality. That's why when I'm praying in my room and you are praying in your room, you can have the full personality and the full attention of the Holy Spirit. And I can also have the full attention of the Holy Spirit. Is that not wonderful? The devil can never be like that. He can never be omnipresent. It's only Jehovah God that is omnipresent. And the Holy Spirit, who is also God, is omnipresent. Psalm 139. Psalm 139, verse 6, it says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it unto you. Verse 7. He said, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall, even there shall thy hand lead me, thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely darkness shall cover me, even in the night shall my light about me. So he's trying to tell you that wherever you cannot hide from the Holy Ghost, wherever you hide under your bed, he's there. You ascend into the heaven, he's there. He's trying to tell you that the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And because he's everywhere, that gives him that deity. God is everywhere. Glory to God. So he's equal with God. Hallelujah. Now the Holy Spirit is omniscient. Omniscient. He got all knowledge. He knows everything. He knows everything. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9, but as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, that the things which God had prepared for them that love. There are things that man's knowledge is limited. Satan's knowledge is limited. He doesn't know everything, but God knows everything. Verse 10, but God had revealed unto a little this very well. God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. So if God is revealing things by His Spirit, it means that His Spirit knows what He is revealing. And if God has all knowledge, then His Spirit has all knowledge. So they are equal. His omniscience, hallelujah, because He's the one that reveals the things of God. Now let's go on. You see the beauty. You see the beauty of it. Verse 11 says, For what knoweth man, the things of man, has saved the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. 12. 
we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us. Verse 13, which also we speak not in, in words of which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Glory to God. If you read on in Romans chapter 8, it makes you to understand that the Spirit himself searcheth the deep things of God. It means that if I want knowledge, the, the Holy Spirit can reveal things to me, but it's by, God can reveal knowledge to me by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is omniscient. He knows all things. That is why even we have something we call word of knowledge. It's part of his gift. Word of knowledge means that he gives a part of what he knows to a man from past to present. From the time Adam was created till now, he has all the knowledge, everything till this present. And God can give you. There's a prophet can look at you and mention things from your past. Like, how did he know that? He only got to know it from the omniscient spirit, the omniscient God. And God reveals it through the spirit. Glory to God. So that when you're dealing with the Holy Spirit, you deal with him in reverence. You don't go to God and say, oh God, by your spirit, then you treat the Holy Spirit in because you think that God is here, the Son is here, and the Holy Spirit is there. No. God now is in heaven. But the Spirit, the spirit of God is now here on earth, revealing the works of God. Glory to God. But it is the same God that is at work through his spirit. So if I want knowledge, God can reveal knowledge to me, but it will only be through his spirit. And his spirit has all knowledge. And they are omniscient. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. Oh, the omnipotent God. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1 verse, it says, But he shall receive power. Where does the power come from? God is all-powerful. He has every power. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. That is why we see the work. The Bible talks about Paul. He said, and special miracles were worked by the apostle through the power of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit has all power. Glory to God. Everything in this world, all the powers of God are revealed through the Holy Ghost. That's why we have what we call the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power. Power comes from the Holy Ghost. So he's all powerful. And when any time you see the move of the Holy Spirit, you can see the power of God at work, showcasing God's power to tell you that He's an omnipotent God. He carries all power. Then He said, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto men. More to me, both witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and to the outermost part of the earth. And we have seen the power of God at work in the life of people who walk with the Holy Ghost. Ah, we have seen them. They speak a word and it comes to pass. If the Holy Spirit don't make those words come to pass, we saw in the, in the life of the prophet Elijah how the, the power of the Holy Spirit was at work in his life. That is the man that could lock the heavens and pray and there was no rain for two and a half years. The same man prayed and the heavens opened and there was rain. Glory to God. That was the power of God. We saw God's power at work in the life of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. The Bible says he went about doing good and healing all that were sick and, and oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And it took the power of the Holy Spirit to bring Jesus back to life. It took the power. God showcasing his mind through the resurrection power. And the resurrection power came by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you are acquainted with the Holy Spirit, you see the power of God at work in your life. That is why we don't joke with the Holy Ghost, because He is God, glory to God, and He reveals that deity. So number one, God is eternal. The Holy Spirit is eternal. God is omnipresence. The Holy Spirit is omnipresence. God is omniscience, all knowledge. The Holy Spirit has all knowledge. God is omnipotent. The Holy Spirit is so, so, so much potent. Glory to God. You don't joke with the Holy Ghost. And I pray for you that you, as you get yourself acquainted with the Holy Spirit, you will see the power of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. It will stop every work of the enemy. It will stop things. It will also bring things to pass in your life. That's why we don't joke with the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. So we see God's power. And when we see God's power, we see the manifestation. That is the Holy Ghost bringing in God's power. It means that he carries the power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number the last one is that if God is the creator, the Holy Spirit is the creator. I said in the beginning of the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him. Jesus is also the creator by the word. So God speaks the word comes in, God speaks through his word, the word comes in, the Holy Spirit makes it happen. So they are all working together by the same God that is awake, but manifests himself in a different way. So he speaks through his word, the word comes, forms it, the Holy Spirit makes what has been formed come to pass in the entrance. And the word became flesh and brought among men through the power of the Holy Ghost. How did he say? He said, he told uh, Mary, and the Spirit of God shall come upon you. It shall overshadow you. So that is how come. If the Spirit of God didn't overshadow her, there's no way God can come in and become flesh. So that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Job chapter 33. Job 33 verse 4. Okay, let me read verse 3. He said, my words shall be of the uprightness of my heart, and my lips shall utter knowledge clearly. The Spirit of God had made me. <coughs> Sorry, he said, the Spirit of God had made me, and the breath of Almighty had given me life. The breath. Anytime you see that, they say the breath of God, that is the Spirit of God. The breath of God. How? So, God, the Bible said, and he formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed into him. That was the power of the Holy Ghost. Breathed into him the breath of life. And man immediately responded and became what? A living soul. He started living. Breath has come. Glory to God. That is why when a man dies, nothing can come, make him come back to life except by the power of the Holy Ghost. When people die, they are gone. But when the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon that man, the dead man can come back to life. 
we have a mandate of life. That mandate of life cannot be done or cannot, we cannot see it through any man. We can only see through the power of the Holy Ghost because he's the creator. He's the one that brings life. If God is the creator, the Holy Ghost is the creator. If God is the giver of life, the Holy Ghost is the giver of life. That's why Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It means that it is incubated by the spirit, then it releases it and it brings life. As I'm speaking to you tonight, I pray that wherever you are, the words I'm speaking, let it hit you. Let it become spirit and let it become life. Now, if you're sick in any part of your body, I believe that the Holy Ghost, healing is part of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. That's how the Holy Spirit manifests himself. And he brings in the deity of God. So there's such a thing as divine healing. We do not push away natural healing. That's what sometimes Christians do. If you got to take your medication, you got to take your medication. But there are situations where man cannot solve. What are you going to do? You need a divine intervention. And that is when the Holy Spirit comes in. Because he knows your body. He's the giver of life. Now, can I pray for you? From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray that every organ in your body be vitalized by the power of the Holy Spirit. May your brain be vitalized. May your ears be vitalized. May your liver be vitalized. May your blood be vitalized. Every organ, your digestive system, oh, let it be vital. Your respiratory system, let it be vitalized by the Holy Ghost. The fluids in your body, your blood, the gastric juices, everything in your body, I pray in the name of Jesus that everything will work in your body. In the mighty name of Jesus. May your blood be cleansed. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it overshadow you and bring health to your body. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. You want to pray and thank him that his power. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your power, let the power of the Holy Ghost be at work in my life like never before. Father, let the power of the Holy Ghost be at work in our life like never before. Glory to God. I could go deeper into it, into more theological terms and all that, but God told me, simplify thy word. Simplify the word for my people. So I've made it very simple. And any man should be able to understand this. Very simple on who the deity of the Spirit is. So when you're referring to the Holy Spirit, know that you are referring to God. When you mention the name of Jesus, that is the name that God answers to. That's the name that the Holy Spirit answers to. So you are dedicating your car, you are praying on something. You don't say, in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost. What is your name? In the New Testament, they all respond to the name of Jesus. Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. God is God. Glory to God. I hope you are blessed by today's message. To correspond with Reverend Danny Doku and receive more of such anointed teachings, you can visit dannydoku.com or download the Danny Doku Digital Pool on Google Play Store or App Store for your iOS devices. You can look us up on any of our social media handles, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or contact us on 055-820-2278. 055-820-2278.